0: Alright, so welcome to the wildly tarot podcast. We've already expressed our rage that we're excited to delve into about this book. I asked her, "Happy, happy Korean Thanksgiving!" Hi, Holly. She's up top, I "Y'all, It's Korean yeah, I totally Thanksgiving. Knew what that meant. yeah, it's Korean Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: so we are celebrating Korean Thanksgiving the next couple of days. So hopefully,
0: Esther got a little bit drunk at lunch. I did.
1: It was quite. a <laughs> We were just going to go for lunch, and then all of a sudden, lots of people showed up, and they were like, hey, you want some rice wine? I was like, yeah, I always want rice wine. Who turned down rice wine? If somebody's offering
0: me a lunchtime drink, I will take it.
1: So I had three lunchtime drinks, and then I've just kind of kept the party going periodically through the afternoon, so.
0: (laughs) Well, you're the one who has to edit this, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, whatever you need to do, I was texting her and I was like, Esther, I need you to send me a picture of a glass of water and something starchy because you have many hours before your day is over. And I was like, it's fine. I have like five hours. It's fine. So I'll be, I'll be yeah, coherent. Exactly. I won't be drunk. And
1: you are. Yeah. You look very coherent. <laughs> Thank you. We have a new shower head that... in my new apartment. Oh, nice. so
0: I have a new oh my showerhead. gosh. It's like
1: It's not like <laughs> dripping like drops of water in my face anymore. Are you
0: feeling fully Cleansed. Yes, finally, (laughs) after two weeks. I'm fully, like, showered. It feels amazing. Nathan is in Houston for work, and he's obviously staying in a hotel. And I was like, what does it feel like to take a warm shower? He's (laughs) like, we're so close. We only have probably, like, a week and a half until we can both have warm showers. (laughs) Oh, like, it's like the
1: little things that you appreciate when you're in this, like, transitional house period. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Strong powerful
0: showers and warm. Yeah, exactly. Warm, good water pressure. The shower thing is just, like, not a joke. But anyway, we have some... So much to talk about today! Oh my god! Because our book episodes always end up being like an hour and forty-five minutes they long. They do. So we're gonna try to keep this at a reasonable length so that I have time to take an ice-cold shower before the people working on our bathrooms get here. Yeah. <laughs> an outline for this. So you're on dock. Oh, I'm on dock. I think I did it last time. Okay. Yes, you
1: did. Okay. I'm using mermaid tarot and our card of the day is the 10 of wands. So we're just kind of feeling (laughs) like that. We're at the end of you, all of your stuff at work and I'm at the end of all of my stuff at work. So we're just feeling the burden this week.
0: We, yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're feeling the burn, but we've made it through. Yeah. We're doing great. We're doing good. I love it. This is like
1: refreshing to me, like this whole entire hour and a half is going to be so refreshing. Exactly. I missed your face. I know. And talking is going be so good.
0: So we're going to start with Patreon shout outs so that we don't have to stop the flow of our book <laughs> review. <laughs> I Woo! forgot what fi- what reviewing fiction can feel like or recapping fiction can feel like. But anyway, so we're going to start with some Patreon shout outs. Woo! We got so many wonderful new Patreon supporters this week and all of them are getting 20% off Of our deck, we are sending coupon codes in your welcome email. The Patreon, it's I think that we made the right choice in simplifying it. Yes. It's so much easier to just have a $5 tier and a
1: $15 tier. Yes. And all the media content's on one tier, and you get bonus stuff with the upper
0: tier. It's like a really great, clear,
1: no confusion whatsoever. I love it.
0: Oh, I'm I'm glad we made that choice, and I'm glad that everyone's been so supportive with it. <laughs> so, if you'd like to support our Patreon and get access to a bunch of content, including um, our most recent episode, bonus episode, which was about the Freedomites, a nudist uh, arsonist cult in the early 20th century that I am obsessed with. You can find that on the Patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash wildly tarot podcast. Woo! Tits out for freedomites. Yeah, the Freedomites. Tits out for freedom. So now we're gonna do our shout-outs. Esther, do you wanna start?
1: Yes. Um for Sarah, your card is the Knight of Cups. And I love the Knight of Cups in the in oh, the mermaid yay. tarot. Oh, he's just And looking through
0: apparently himself. other Patreon creators can support you just through their own Patreon. So, Heaving Bosoms, our beloved, beloved Heaving Bosoms is a new Patreon supporter of us. We're so excited. I know. I'm guessing it's Aaron, but since it's attached to both of you, Aaron and Melody, this is a card for both of you. And you got the magician. Ooh,
1: that's kind of perfect. Awesome.
0: Yeah, they're like hitting some new strides. And for Aaron V, your card is the Emperor. Lisa, your card is the Five of Cups. Interesting. Which is also funny because I was thinking that we probably should have had Esther pull for Lisa because she's using one of her decks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. It's okay. The five. Of, I did love the five of cups in the Mermaid Terror, though, because it's just like yeah. a friend helping a different friend, and I think that's really necessary with five of cups. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. So thank you, Lisa. Oh, and ironically, the next card is from Lisa <laughs> F, and their card is also the five of cups. Wow, that's whoa. Kind of, and I even <laughs> did my like seven like card shuffle. So what's going on here, five
0: of cups? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I know. Okay, there's a little moment there. Something about the Leeses and the Lisas. Let me. Yeah, you can show it to me. Yeah, it's like a cute little, it.
1: like a cute little seal. Oh hug yeah, and it's like so sweet. Like giving comfort
0: in the time of need. It's That's like very I love sweet. It. Yeah. And last but not least, Kendra, your card is strength. Oh
1: yeah, nice. Strength
0: takes a very big part in the book that we're reading. Today. Yes, it does. <laughs> Oh, does it ever. All right. So we are reading The Last Son by K.D. Edwards. It's the first book in his The Tarot Sequence uh, series. It came out in June of 2018. Um, I'll read the uh, uh, sort of like synopsis really quickly. In this debut novel and series starter, the last member of a murdered house searches for a missing nobleman and uncovers clues about his own tortured past. Rune Sinjin, last child of the fallen sun court, is hired to search for Lady Judgment's missing son. I'm saying Adam, it's A D D A M, but she says probably Adam is how she says in the book. Really? Yeah, that's how, it was like phonetically <laughs> spelled. It was like Adim. Oh, all right. Adim. That's <laughs> hilarious. My, my, my last name for the first twenty six years of my life was Adams. So you can just say Adam, it's fine. It's spelled it's spelled <laughs> I'm not like cada- Adam. <laughs> it's fine. I also... Well, actually, some Adamses, like the Adams family, have two Ds. That's true. And Victoria Beckham's maiden name was Adams with two Ds. So... (laughs) Are you impressed with my Victoria Beckham knowledge? Uh, But it also turns out that I'm incapable of writing the name Adam without adding an S to the end of it. So that's kind of a funny thing about me. Uh, But anyway, so search for Lady Judgment's missing son Adam on new Atlantis, the Island city where the Atlanteans moved after ordinary humans destroyed their original home with his companion and bodyguard brand. He questions Adam's relatives and business contacts throughout the highest ranks of the nobles of new Atlantis. But as they investigate, they uncover more than a missing man, a legendary creature connected to the secret of the massacre of runes court In looking for Adam. Can rune find the truth behind his family's death and the torments of his past? Honestly, no, I literally never saw the connection between the like big bad guy and the massacre massacre of runes court. Ever. OK, like that is totally new. information. I'm, I'm to going me. to admit I'm on like the last two chapters. OK, I finished it. OK,
1: good. <laughs> I'm done. OK, that good. doesn't
0: really come up.
1: OK, OK. I also have a different question. It says in the yeah. synopsis that it's Lady Judgment. But in the book, I thought it was Justice. Lady Justice? Yeah.
0: Yes, that's true. Okay. One of There are a couple of moments like this. So we're going to start by kind of giving like a synopsis of the world. Then we have to give some major content warnings. Um, so the synopsis of the world, which is kind of like expressed through that like synopsis of the actual book itself. But I think that you're right. It does give sort of some wrong words. The idea right. is that the major arcana is each represented by a family. So there's like the sons, the lovers, the strength family, or court, I guess, the strength court, the temperance court, the justice court, all of these... The Tower Court, all of these arcana archetypes have these sort of like dukedoms almost in this world.
1: It's kind of like Game of Thrones, but with tarot card houses. Sure. That's basically kind of what it
0: is. I like that I went for historical romance and saying that they were like dukes, (laughs) and you're like going for an actual (laughs) pop culture reference and saying that it's like Game (laughs) of Thrones.
1: I'm just trying to be all things to all people. You are the romance, like yeah. fiction, like historical, and I'm fantasy. That kept happening, so. though,
0: where I would be like, this would never happen in a romance. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so in okay. this world, they all lived on Atlantis. And so all the major arcanas, like Atlantis is a real place. All the major arcanas or the arcana like groups lived in this magical place of Atlantis. And they all have magical powers which I think is like pretty common lore about Atlantis. But anyway, humans destroy Atlantis and the arcana or arcana get away and they end up on Nantucket where they transport magically all the abandoned buildings in the world. And so that becomes kind of important because there are like, especially haunted places. If it was like a very emotionally charged location that had been abandoned Then it gets transported to Nantucket and it's like still kind of has this spirit of those abandoned buildings. And so the world building is actually kind of cool. Like it was neat to see these different family factions working together and dealing with that sort of thing. Anyway, so there are humans who come to like new Atlantis because they're really into the like magic of the arcana. There are some kind of funny moments that relate to that, but it's like sort of strange. And this is where the content warnings come into play. Uh, there is so much sexual assault and rape in this book.
1: And I would say just
0: like general bullying
1: violence towards
0: others. Yeah. there. So one of the other things is that sometimes if the Arcana are not like getting along with each other amongst the different groups, they can like basically decide to raid the other Arcana's compounds And so that could happen for a variety of reasons, but usually there's like a vote involved where like somebody is not living up to it or whatever. And so there's sort of like a trade over of power. And that's what theoretically they're doing to the lovers compound in the first chapter. It's theoretically like something that they voted on because the lovers were going too far or whatever. Um, But when Rune, the main character, who's the, the like son scion, the scions are like the children of the main archetypes. The Sun Scion, when he was 15, his family's compound was raided and everyone was slaughtered and he was tortured for hours and hours and really graphically, like, expressed sexual violence. It's on Mm -hmm. the page, which was one of the first times where I was like, this wouldn't happen in a romance. Like, it's so rare in a romance, (laughs) especially one written in the last 20 years, for Mm -hmm. sexual assault and sexual violence to be used to further the plot in this way. Like, it would not have been quite as graphic in a romance, which is kind of surprising. But anyway, so... But the weird thing is that part of the depiction of the lovers having gone too far, which is where the book starts, is in this raid on the lover's compound, is that, like, they have all these humans who are basically, like, drugged up sex slaves who are part of this. Mm -hmm. And it's, like pretty wild, like just to jump Mm -hmm. right off the bat with this like consent issues and like just Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I don't know. It's weird because like there are a lot of, I don't know. I just have a lot of thoughts about it because I do feel like there are books that have situations like that, that don't feel quite as, gross. Yeah. And yeah. I, maybe it's also because I freaking loved the concept of this book so much. I think that the oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the like the use of tarot archetypes is actually really good.
1: It's really like the the world itself is like really actually like a fantastic foundation. Yeah. But the execution was just very misogynistic yeah and so the, and the, like
0: which is weird because it's like incredibly lgbtq like every character is a queer character they talk about how yeah. the society is like really really open to like sort of fluidity and pol- uh, like polyamory and mm-hmm. all of these things that like would make it seem a little bit more progressive Like even the book itself, not only just like the actual society depicted, like it seems really Mm -hmm. awesome in that way. But then there are like all of these weird moments where you're just like, whoa, like, well, also there are no, there's like three lady characters (laughs) and one of them is. Called a bitch and she's, like, called an anorexic whatever Yeah, over and over and over again. She basically – I mean, this is not a spoiler-less podcast, but basically, like, (laughs) she ends up being partially responsible or fully responsible for, like, almost the entire plot, including, like, her brothers almost dying. It's like, what? Who is this – how is the only female character somebody who's so – Despicable. It's just bananas. Yeah,
1: because that was my number one note. I said all these, all these women are bitches. Like yeah. that's how they were all. All of them. Like there are probably four characters I ran into. Like and maybe I missed something. the Last two chapters, but all of them are horrible women. Like yeah. two other people. Yeah. Like and especially from the get go, like two women in the first chapter were just horrible women to other people. Yeah. And there was no female representation that was positive that I saw. Whatsoever. Yeah. And that kind of bothered me.
0: And I wasn't sure. No, you're totally right. You're not imagining that at all. And I think that also, since we, since I, since we both primarily read women authors or femme mm-hmm. authors of some sort, like it's like, it's a little bit alarming when you read something that's mm-hmm. written by a man, even a yeah. gay man, which I think that this author is like very like involved with, like there's a t- on his Twitter. It's like a ton of pride parade sort of things, but mm-hmm. there's still misogyny that can be expressed. And it's yeah. definitely here because there's not even like a single moment where there's a- like not
1: even a female bartender who was at a bar yeah. that was being encouraging, like nothing. Yeah. Like there's no good female written on any page no and that was kind of like what like yeah. is a, it's a dick fest I wrote that down so it's, it's a which dick is fest. fine <laughs> it's
0: totally fine yeah. like that is fine it's fine that there's like you know elements of like romance and there's sex on the page that isn't coercive between two men right and that's great that's fantastic that means so representation good. Yeah. in books but also I think paired with the like complete misogyny towards all of the women in the books. It's just like, yeah. Oh, why can't we have uh, nice things?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, that was, I think that was like just some alarming things from the beginning, like that we want to mention. Yeah. Like it's not exactly, Positive towards women, it like anything on a page, and and there's just really,
0: really like problematic stuff, gut wrenching explanations mm-hmm. of the assault that Rune suffered from while his yeah. family's home was being destroyed, and like it's written in flashbacks, so it's not even like yeah, or I guess because one at one point an enemy uses this magical power against him that causes him to relive parts of it. And it's Mm -hmm. like very gut-wrenching and like, honestly, super hard to read. At one point I was like, Mm -hmm. maybe Esther and I just stop reading and talk about fun (laughs) stuff that we've been watching (laughs) on TV lately. Like, I don't know if I really want to talk about it. And that's what's so frustrating is that the world that's created is awesome, but Mm -hmm. there were nine people who were like torturing him and raping him during the siege on his family's home. And the author has said that he has nine ideas for books in the series. So it's so clear to me that the idea mm-hmm. is that each book is going to result in him finding one of his assaulters, which means that yeah. each book would have flashbacks More of this awful shit. Flashbacks, yeah. So it's yeah. like, if there, and maybe I'm wrong because I, we haven't read the second book in the series and the rest of them aren't out, but I can't imagine that coincidence happening without mm-hmm. him being like, Oh, perfect. So this is all going to be about, him like finding him, justice from yeah, his revenge, like, abusers, yeah. which would be yeah. fine. Like I'm not even really that opposed to that being a through line, but the really graphic depictions like mm-hmm. with blood, it's just like, Oh God, so awful. Yeah. And yeah. so I can't imagine, even though I want more of this world, I don't think that I'd be able to read the rest of the books.
1: If I were to read the rest of the books, it would be like kind of grazing over those passages because as a sexual assault survivor, like I don't need to be triggered by those events uh-huh. and those memories and myself. And I also feel like there's like a lack of empathy and understanding of what true, like, assault survivors go through. Yeah. If you're willing to put that on the page. And I'm not saying that the author doesn't understand. I'm just saying that there's a sensitivity that needs to be involved when depicting this. And I don't think that that was quite applied here.
0: Well, and at the point where he has the flashback where he's like experiencing it again and he snaps to like the spell kind of like wears off and he snaps to where he actually is. He feels that his pants are still, you know Mm -hmm, buttoned and he's safe and that that actually didn't happen in that moment and then his companions are like are you okay and he's like yeah i'm fine like he just is moving past from like what would be a really traumatic like post-traumatic stress disorder flashback Mm -hmm. to being like in the next couple of pages having like a consensual sexual experience without anyone addressing the fact that he just like had to relive one of the worst moments of his life I know that healing is complicated, but also like just allow the character to have complex feelings about it rather than just being like, Oh, now that I realize that it's actually in the past, this wasn't happening now. I'm fine. No need to worry. We're good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like, I felt like at that point, the partner he was with was more concerned about him than he was himself. Like it was just kind of like, Oh yeah, I'm more worried about you. And he just kind of was like, I'm just ignoring it. And there was no like addressing in the situation. So yeah.
0: anyway, man, we have a lot of feelings to start, huh? We have so many feelings. So this. so <laughs> So the So to get back to the tarot. <laughs> <laughs> See,
1: there's actually not any tarot reading in this, but there's lots of witchiness. There's in so
0: this. much cool witchiness. And then also yeah. the tarot archetypes, because all the main characters fall under these arcanas is really extensive so the main arcanas that are brought into the story are sun which is the main character and then there's the moral certainties group so that's four Mm -hmm. card archetypes four major arcanas that all have like a lot of vested interest together they have businesses together and in some weird ways they frequently live all together and those are justice temperance strength and the hermit at one point, he does say lady tolerance instead of lady temperance, which made me laugh. Yeah. Because I was like, I was like, oh, maybe there's like a thing where there's some arcana that, oh that don't exist anymore. And like we haven't yeah. brought them into our tarot, but they used to be part of it. And they- I thought the tolerance was one of them, but no. Because it's no. only mentioned once and they refer to the same person several other times as temperance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I picked up that too. I
0: was like... Oh, maybe it's like a lover on the side. No, no, it's it's just wrong. Um, But anyway, so the strength, uh, temperance and justice are kind of like the main character groups in this intrigue. The hermit comes up at the end in a really funny way. The hierophant comes up in a very funny way. I thought the
1: hierophant was so funny. The
0: hierophant (laughs) was very, very funny. And then. Kind of the one pulling all of the strings is the tower. Mm -hmm. And so the tower hires Rune, uh, who's Rune sort of the son arcana, because he considers himself a scion because that's the next generation. But his parents were both killed in this raid. So he's technically the arcana now. Like he's technically the son, And that kind of becomes a through line as he sort of like starts recognizing and being able to control his own power throughout all of the battles they go into. Um, But basically, we start with, like we said, a raid on the lovers. Uh, The main point to get out of this sort of section is that the lovers, um, Lady Lover, which I was like, Lady Lover? This is going (laughs) to be a great book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because her husband's dead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Lord and Lady Lover are, they have this court and Lord Lover died. And so the reason that the Arcana decide that they need to raid the lover's court is because lady lover still maintained control even though her power was corrupting her and that's where all of this like weird drugged up sex slaves stuff comes into play
1: and to move against a different arcana you need to have like six in play yeah. and so that was like really important because six usually don't come in play there's usually like three that want to do it or anything but like yeah because six was the magic number and when she realized there were six against her, she was like, oh, shit, uh, yeah, like, I should have. Yeah, she like realized like,
0: oh, shoot!" Yeah. like I really have been on the wrong path. And she asks Rune to take a package like to a destination, basically. And it ends up being her <laughs> grandchild who yes. is a kid. He's like 17. His name is Matthias, but they call him Max a lot. But yeah, so that's kind of like the gist of it. He then, Rune, also simultaneously, like, right after this ends, gets an assignment from Tower, who he works for, to help find the scion of the Justice family. And his name is, that's Adam. Adam is one of four children. He has two brothers and one sister. His sister is the one who, like, is so poorly written that it's actually offensive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> like if you're going to make a female villain, like make her make an villainous. actual villain. Yeah. <laughs> her whole thing is that she's like way too skinny and was in love with the wrong guy. And like makes all these fucking huge mistakes for that. I'm like, oh, because, what ugh. is happening? At <laughs> least make her a real, like,
1: like person that you can hate on the page and not just like a pitiful character. I like, know. Come on. Exactly. Ugh.
0: It was so bad. But anyway, so, um, so he, so the other thing that I didn't mention is that Rune has a human companion named Brand. So the idea behind the companions is that they're not romantic partners necessarily, but they have like a soul link where they can feel what each other is feeling almost. So Brand mm-hmm. makes a really perfect uh, bodyguard for Rune because he can sense a lot of his like emotions and physical feelings and stuff like that.
1: And they can kind of telepathically talk too. Yeah, so it's yeah. not just... Like, feelings. That's it's like a good
0: point. talking. So they've always been together, like, since they were little yeah. kids. Um, and that there's never been anything sexual or, ro- or romantic, although both of them acknowledges that the other person is, like, very attractive. Um, yeah. The Tower also has a companion, and he- they seem to have less of a tight connection. So I think that that's worth noting, because it seems like the author wants you to note that Brand and Rune are, like specifically stronger connected than anyone else would be. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, Adam has gone missing. Nobody really knows where and when, no um, one's kind of
1: worried. No that one seems, seems like interesting. like his mom wasn't worried. No one was worried. And right. you kind of like, well, why is tower worried? Yeah.
0: Because? And so tower is his godfather. So that's kind of the explanation that they give is that he's worried because he's his godfather. And I also think that like they sort of just, so the other thing is that it's, uh, they kind of align with writer waite smith like, genders assigned to yes. the arcana, or arcana. So, like, justice is lady, uh, temperance mm-hmm. is lady, strength actually is lord, which is interesting. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, Weird, yeah. Weird, but whatever. Um, and tower is masculine. He's like Lord tower, but lady justice, like all of her kids who talk in the book at some point, talk about how like, she doesn't really care what your, why your decisions have been made. She just cares like whether or not you're being responsible for the ramifications of them almost. So I think that that's why they're saying that like lady justice doesn't really, isn't worried about Adam because he's kind of like, well, if he fucks stuff up, that's on him sort of thing. Yeah,
1: she's very reactionary, like, which I thought was really interesting that she's not, like, a mother who, like, the empress we would imagine, like, a mother being kind of hovering and stuff like that. She's more of, like, a reactionary, like, well, if you, if you fuck shit up, then she's going to react to it. Yeah, which makes she sense really with the
0: justice archetype to be, like, kind of a hard ass about that sort of thing. So that's interesting. But so he, so Rune starts kind of questioning his work associates because they all run this company together. And uh, this is the first. Can I just say
1: something about. Yeah, can I say something about Rune really quick? Yeah, dude, of course. He's like the manic pixie dream boy because yeah, every single character
0: with, is in love with him. At
1: one point in this book, like literally, like every person that comes in contact with him is says something. So he's literally like the manic pixie dream girl of this book.
0: Yeah, and he like when he was a small child, some seer. <laughs> Told him that he would be the most beautiful man on the planet.
1: Maleficent came to the court. And yeah, was like, exactly. He's gonna like, his finger. Him on.
0: Which I guess yes, opens I it up for more of these, like, like you know, multi-member relationships if everyone's in love with him, and that's kind of where it's going.
1: Like for being a very like bisexual fluid culture, it's it's like only male on male relationships that are ever depicted on this book. He, it's this, not. I
0: mean, this author cannot fucking write a female character at all it's so it's bananas it's It's gonna be the worst book review we ever do no everyone's gonna love it because we hate it that's what I know but I feel so bad We like never review anything that we hate because generally we're buying this stuff. So, the yeah. reason we chose this book is because we were excited about somebody this fiction book. and it had tarot in it. And I was <clears throat> expecting it to be more like Katie Robert, but gayer. And then it turned into this like absolute <laughs> hellhole. We wanted the gay Katie Roberts we wanted to get a hellhole. That's yeah, yuck. exactly. <laughs> like, I wanted it to be like the sword, like uh, Queen of Swords, which was so yeah. fun and adventurous and sexy and like I these in such good ways, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, sudden
1: it goes wrong. You really, hate really women
0: wrong. and you hate everybody, and this makes no sense. Like, the weird no thing is sense. that, like, the world normally authors can fuck up the world like crazy, but do a really yes. good job with the characters. And then this yes. was the alternative the world is yes. perfect, so and the good characters are so, so not. Oh, I know, I know,
1: and we'll get more into it why, but it's just like. Oh, we want it. We hope so much for this book. Like, I know. Like, I came in, and, like, I tried so hard, but it's just frustrating. It's
0: just bit. frustrating oh, okay. because we really, I mean, and the world seriously is so good that I could so see good. myself deciding to read the rest of the series because I like the yeah. world so much, but I don't know if exactly. I would be able to put myself through that. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Okay. So... One of Adam's brothers... So, uh, Rune is questioning all of Adam's, like, relations, which is normal when somebody goes missing, and it turns out that his older brother is in the hospital with a mysterious illness and his younger brother is a seer. So, they have seers in this world who can, like, either go into people's dreams, which one of the characters, uh, Kieran, is able to do, or can see, like, Quinn, who's the younger brother of Adam can see like all hypothetical possibilities which is kind of interesting yeah yeah I love Quinn. I think especially with Justice because we- that's so the antithesis of to me a Justice archetype would be like I guess you would want to think about all the different hypothetical scenarios in order to be mm-hmm. the most just but I thought that was like an interesting combination of things yeah since Justice is so, so black and
1: white at least in our perspective for there to be a very grey character that gives all these possibilities and they live like literally in the gray zone of dreams. Yeah. Which God, that's, I thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah. I can't even imagine like, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really, that was really interesting. So the other magical components that come up sort of like throughout the whole thing is that they all have pieces of jewelry that are sigils So rather than, like, we think of a sigil as being, like, written on a piece of paper or, like, on a candle or on a wall or wherever you might put a sigil, they sort of imbue pieces of jewelry with these, like, spells and magical intentions uh, in order to, like, use it either for glamour, so trying to cover up, like, bad teeth, bad hair, bad whatever, or for uh, like protection, so there's like shielding sigils or weaponry sort of sigils as well. Yeah. So you and, like can this give is them like such people. a cool.
1: It's such a that's such a cool thing. It was such a cool. Like I think because on Rune himself, he like has tattoos, like one on his ankle, and like there's like one that's supposed to be like a what is it, like a dick
0: ring, what cock what's ring? Called? Yeah, one of the pieces of jewelry is like a metal cock ring. But it Which was, again, talking I was like that.
1: was so <laughs> funny. Like, it's yeah. so fun. But then, like, the world is so perfect, but then the characters just go wayside. Like it's just yeah. like, oh, it's so
0: good. Exactly. Holy but so they can give each other sigils. So like when he yeah. rescues uh Matthias, he gets a sigil from lover, from lady lovers. And so they like you, the idea is that you'd want to collect a lot of them because they come in super handy. Um, yes. But the other cool thing that he does with it that I really love is that you have to recharge them like they can wear yeah. out and the way that they recharge them vary based on person. And so for Rune, he has to meditate on them for Adam. You find out later he dances and that recharges his sigils and mm-hmm. they have this room at one point that they all can go into and there's like a bunch of different stations for recharging sigils and it's like you know space to do coloring books and all of these different meditative practices to recharge the sigils which I freaking loved yes
1: I was I'm like wait so technically like if I adapt this into my own practice recharging a sigil would be amazing because yeah. like so many times like we're taught like like just so do a sigil and then leave it and it'll do its own little thing but I feel like meditating recharging it
0: in whatever way
1: would be such a great
0: practice. And the room has like soft core porn because some people yeah. use like sex to charge sigils in mm-hmm. their magical practices. Uh, what were some of the other ways that people were recharging them? The dancing thing was cool. It reminded me a lot of Pixie Curio, Chris Ann, yes. the creator of the Muse Tarot and Sear's Tarot, because she does a lot of movement meditation where she'll like mm-hmm. post videos of her just like kind of rocking out in these really graceful ways because that's how she like, increases her energy every day. So that reminded me a lot of her. It's just like such a cool
1: world. (laughs) I know. Oh, It's like like we should base fan fiction based on this world. I know. Actually, that's that's exactly true.
0: I hope that everyone reads this book so that the people who are good writers can create fan fiction and we will read all of your fan fiction that takes place in the same rules, same character names, just without all of this freaking like (sighs) personality stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Do, we, it. do it, do it, do right. it. I want to read it. your we fanfic about this book. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. So as he's kind of like trying to sort out what the hell happened to Adam, there's like another weird kind of like sexual assault thing where they all go to a bar and Matthias gets drugged by the bartender because the bartender's mad that Lady Lovers like kind of hypnotized his former boyfriend. And so they they like drug a seventeen year old boy who's then like yeah. drugged. And because he, he ordered like a,
1: like a virgin daiquiri or something like, so his, he wasn't even drinking and yeah. they drug him.
0: Yeah. So it's like very
1: non-consensual stuff that's going on. It's just so strange that like that was included. Oh, and also Rune and his friends are like 30 years old, 30 plus yeah. years old, because yeah. I just wanted to mention that because like a crush comes up later on and it, to me it was kind of like,
0: eh. Yeah. I mean, it goes along so. with Rune being the most handsome man alive, but the 17 year old <laughs> develops a really strong crush on him. And, like, tries to get with him. Yeah. And it's, and he, Rune is like, you're 17, like, no, and the teenager yeah. is like, yeah, but, you know, we're a long-lived species, and I'm only 17 for this year, and I'm like, what is going on with this consent? Well, because that's the other thing, is that all of the sexual yeah. assault and, like, rape and torture that happens, ha- that's depicted, on page, mm-hmm. expressed with exactly what <laughs> happened, is done to a 15-year-old. Yeah, He's 15 when this happens, so, like, who- <laughs> Like, my head is exploding. I, mean, I know. Who the fuck is like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. Child rape, great. Let's do this. Yeah. No, it's for character building, guys. Let's keep it ugh. in. Like, no. Like, that's not how this works. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, it's, like, like
1: sexual assault is not a trope. And I know that, like, fin- like, finally romance genre kind of got out of that trope. But I feel like this author missed that memo.
0: Yeah. And like, maybe it's because this isn't romance. Like, it is a, what is it? Like, new age. Fantasy no, book. Urban yeah. fantasy is the genre that it's in. And I do feel like in romance, because it's primarily written by and read by women there's been a lot more over the last 20 years of people being like hey I don't want a violent experience that's happened to me to be reflected on the page of the book that I'm reading for fun (laughs) but maybe in other genres because they haven't had that I mean not like men don't get sexually assaulted we know that men get sexually assaulted so that's why Uh, anyway I'm sorry I'm like
1: I'm (laughs) I'm I'm just glad of visibility like visibility I'm so glad because men get raped and they get they get sexually assaulted that's Uh. a Fact. And it's so important to know that Yes, yeah, but it's just the way that's problematic in this book that it comes across.
0: Oh my like God. That's
1: yeah. Holly's having a breakdown, you all. Like she's <laughs> she's having a full-on meltdown. It's so
0: funny because Logan emailed us yesterday to be like, hey, just a content warning, there's a lot of rape in this, and I was like, Yeah, I fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm trying to be like,
1: okay, don't let this influence your opinion. Because I'm you pretty, like, inf- like, <laughs> I am not read I hadn't gotten to that part yet. I was like, okay, 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 okay. Expect a sexual assault. Okay.
0: I couldn't okay, even okay. respond to his email because I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, there fucking is, Yeah, it's yeah. bananas.
1: <laughs> anyway. So we're sorry this keeps getting derailed by the sexual assault, but it just keeps happening because there's lots of foreboding for it. Yeah. Like, tons of foreboding.
0: Exactly. So, anyway, we're, like, we've been recording for, like, almost 50 hour. minutes <laughs> <laughs> okay so they end up finding adam like in the within the first couple of chapters they find before, him.
1: before the middle of the book i was like wait
0: yeah how are we 40 percent into this and they already found him so they find him he has to uh, rune has to battle all of these sort of zombie creatures to get to him yeah but when they get to him he's like in a basement <laughs> dungeon with like wine and food and books Like, it actually seemed really ideal. I think that the way that they expressed where he was, I was like, "Uh, can I go on a vacation to there?
1: (laughs) Can I, please kidnap me, please. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it was bananas.
1: Really good. It's like really good reflection of like the personalities that kidnapped him. Exactly. Because it comes back later that, can we? Yeah, yeah,
0: it was his sister and his business partners. His sister's concerned about his welfare. So of
1: course she's got to put him in like, a place where he's comfortable and he has good food and he has his CDs and stuff. And, and, and Ashton, his business partner is going to just confine him and then end up killing him without telling the lover, exactly. you know, basically what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so it so makes sense. It makes sense. And you're like, you kind of, at that point, you're like somebody who cares about him. Like, it's very obvious that someone who cares about him was involved. And that's exactly yes. where they go from there. They're like, who in yeah. your family would want to kill you. And they kind of go through all the pieces. There is a really funny part where brand is like, cause he's, Talking to Quinn, the little brother who's the seer, he's like really adorable. I know, I love him
1: so much. I need a book about him. And grant <laughs> goes,
0: "If this guy's the bad guy, I'm going to be so mad," mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was cute. Well, yeah,
1: basically the plot is solved within the within the fifty percent of the book, and then you have to like read the other fifty percent to see how it develops. Yeah, exactly. Kind of what's going on?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so the other funny thing is that the, the way that they get out of that situation, because they got in by him, by Rune using all of his sigils to fight off these undeads. And then he has a spell that just transports them out of there. I was like, no, too easy. Manic pixie green girls, Exactly. Like, they didn't even have to try. So they get Adam out. There's, like, definitely a very strong vibe between them. There's some decent banter where they're, like, teasing each other, and it's cute. I like
1: Adam. Adam's not a bad character. No. I feel like he has consent boner definitely there.
0: Yeah, Adam is great. And Adam, when Adam finds out that... Uh, Rune was hired by his godfather, Tower, and then also by this point, Quinn has been injured in an attack is in, and is in a coma in the hospital. And Adam is like a really good older brother. like He cares a lot about Quinn. Yeah. His priority is making sure that his sibling is okay, which also is interesting because, again, the justice thing, it's like he care he knows that his brother is sort of an innocent and so bad things shouldn't happen to him. But Mm -hmm. then his sister is the bad guy. And so that it just seems really incongruous with the idea that these people would be like operating under their archetypes almost. Yeah. When Ella, like the whole idea behind all of the plot is that the moral certainties group that's like all working together is all the scions, all this younger generation of which Adam is a part is upset at how slow working their parents are. So they're upset yeah. that strength and temperance and justice and the hermit take things slowly. They want to act more like the chariot. They use that by name. They want to be more like the mm-hmm. chariot and more like the tower and go forward, create big moves, like, you know, take stuff down, yeah. like make more money that way, all of this stuff. So the whole reason that they go after Adam is in order to sort of consolidate power and, to the strength family, basically in some ways, Mm -hmm. because all of them are in it together. And Ella is in a relationship with Michael, who's one of the temperance scions. So she thinks that she's like in it for love, but it turns out that Ashton, who's the strength scion is using all of them so that he can consolidate all of the power to himself. Right. Which is interesting. I do think that strength has some elements of that as an archetype, like, like yeah. If but it's like a so toxic on strength, strength. Yeah, exactly. And I think that a lot of the bad stuff that people are doing are the toxic manifestations of those archetypes.
1: I feel like just at least take a picture and I in my the best of my ability will create a families in our notes because like knowing what houses they come from kind of help determine like where like how they react and how they respond and stuff like that. Because yeah. there are like several business partners that Adam has, like 3 Jeff Ashton and Michael, and they're all from different conglomerates, basically like houses.
0: Yeah, and so, so Jeff and Michael are both from Temperance. Okay, they're because brothers. I was like, "Where's Michael from?" Okay, yeah, they're and brothers. then Ashton is from Strength. Strength, Yeah,
1: okay, and, and Adam he doesn't have and, any siblings. Okay, and Adam and Ella are both from Justice, and yeah. they're all the the like they're all the I would just say conglomerate
0: because I don't know what else. Yeah, to Yeah, I think it's a company.
1: Okay. So there, so all of three of those houses are the company that's been created. Yeah. And so Ashton is trying to take over the company as strength and manipulating temperance and justice. Yeah, in order well. to sort of
0: like be, to like make more money basically and just be yeah. more in charge of stuff. Um, okay. So while they're kind of like getting through this whole escape thing, <coughs> sorry. Um, let me take a sip of water. I'm ranting so That's hard. And I'm like coughing. My throat is so dry. <laughs> I don't think I've been this mad for a while because it's always when someone yeah. disappoints you because you want to love it and then it's not good.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I will say that I herbs which is a heaving bosoms term for just kind of like glancing through the pages every time there was a fight
0: which is a lot there's a lot of fights yeah after
1: every fight there's like a summary of the fight so I just kind of skipped to that summary to kind of see who died you and weren't was missing anything
0: on. I mean the only cool thing about the fights is that you see sort of how the sigils work and at the end yeah when he's like developing his arcana aspect which is what they call like he can literally turn himself into into the
1: sun. flame,
0: into kind of the like sun. his dad. Yeah, yeah, like his dad yeah. could, because he's the the sun now. And so in the later yeah. fights, that's cool to see because you can see like little flickers of those abilities in the earlier fights. And then at the end he can like really royal everything up and like become right. the actual son, which is yeah. cool. But other, than I that, thought that was really cool with all the houses. Yeah. Yeah. They all like have these. So that's the, one of the other cool things about the way that it's structured is that all of the Arcanas have their Arcana aspect that they can hide or glamor over or whatever, but it's like their true strength personified and so there are these cool moments where people are able to like be the most them version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that with that comes power. Yeah. Cause I think lady justice was described as like a dragon
1: or scorpion, yeah. like in her shadow. And you could only kind of see like her shadowed self basically. Yeah. And then she would only reveal that to certain people. Because it was so terrifying and scary and that sort of thing. Like, it's like the raw power basically. So she of used the sigils
0: to look like just a, a beautiful woman. And then, but her shadow was like a terrifying scorpion shadow. Yeah. And she's yeah. the only one who can command dragons. Yeah.
1: And she was the only one that was kind of written positively, but not super positively. She's just not in it that much. (laughs) Yeah, she's not. She was like in it for like five minutes. I was like, oh, she's kind of pretty badass, but then she didn't care about her kids. So, you know,
0: yeah. Uh, So anyway, so while they're trying to like get get into the house to get Adam out of it, they run into this figure that's like creepier than creepy. I thought it was just going to be death, but it's not death. It's like no, basically evilness personified. And dementor the evilness personified... Sorry, what? A dementor. a dementor. Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> so the Dementor... <laughs> it's, it's called something else. Like a... Lith... 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 Something. Lith something, something. We'll get there in a second. But anyway, it's, it's a Dementor. So the Dementor, when they free Adam, kind of like redirects his rage towards Rune in this yes. process... Um, but the weird thing is that Tower says that there's no way that, that that being can't bring itself into the world. It has to be summoned.
1: Yes. just going to say, that was kind of personified during one of the fights when, like, it's basically zombies. But they call them re...
0: reanimated. Re- yeah. yeah,
1: reanimates. You know, basically zombies come forth and, like, skeleton zombies, basically those have to be summoned. And then Lineth, or Lith, I don't remember the name. This being's name is Rurik, and it has to be, like, summoned in a ritual. And yeah. so that was kind of like the thing where where the tower was like, yeah, I've met this big, bad, like. Dementor. Dementor. <laughs> Basically, like, has to be summoned in a big ass ritual, and by these really
0: big, powerful people, super advanced magicians. Basically, can do it, but no,
1: but but no one knows these super advanced magicians who they are at all because yeah. no one can do this kind of magic, and so that's kind of mystery around. And like, people who had thought this. that
0: they were just myths, but the tower tells yeah. the whole story about when he was a conquistador, which is what the fuck that was. Uh, That I I
1: had so many problems with that story. (laughs) Like just
0: I mean, more so than that is that the indigenous people create like basically like brought forth this evil evil creature yeah and then like it destroys them so it isn't really the spanish that are the problem it's this evil that they brought upon themselves i was the just problem. like this whole thing is problematic and it's just like so flippant because it's just the point yes. of it's just the tower saying i've seen this creature before the creature
1: yeah and manipulate people that's basically what he's saying but he he puts it in such a problematic context that <laughs> yeah. i was like what, what the are you talking fuck?
0: about so anyway, <sighs> so but that that creature needing to be summoned paired with the fact that when they get to Adam's house, they find that his computer has like open on it all of these searches about how to get to Brazil or whatever, that yeah. somebody that's close to him is setting it up to make it look like he disappeared to go to Brazil rather than disappeared because somebody kidnapped him. yes. And yes. so that's kind of the important point is that you know that now it wasn't something, it isn't something that's kind of obscure or separated. It's like something that's, intimately related to adam and the people in his life very Um, intentional yeah oh this is actually the point where they have the ways to um recharge your sigil so they say serving a high-end high-end clientele um this public sanctum is better supplied than most there were dozens of cubby holes stocked with bond paper ballpoint pens watercolor paints hand weights Chessboards, lumps of coral and obsidian and deli colored crystals, wooden practice swords and stacks upon stacks of soft porn.
1: But there's so much porn mentioned in this. I'm like, does no one look at porn on their phones? Yeah, Come on people. Yeah. You
0: don't need <laughs> magazines, you guys. It's 2019. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so they, they also, there's also this cool thing that keeps happening in their fights where like pieces of wall will peel off and become enemies. And it's, they're called gargoyles mm-hmm. in this context but it's really neat. So there's like all of these sort of like things that can happen with the space around them that can be manipulated through the magic of the people who are involved with it. Okay, so when the tower is talking about all of his South America, like bullshit colonizer assholery, (laughs) uh, in that same conversation, he shows uh, Rune and Brand that he has golems made of all of basically Rune and Tower's family. And so they're going to have to... Go to sort of the what are they, what do they even call it? What's that area? It's called? like it's like a
1: wastelands
0: area. I forget what it's called, but it's basically like a wastelands
1: where basically no one kind of goes there unless they're going to go practice fight.
0: It's where magic is the strongest, and it's also where kind of like each of the different houses has their actual fully magical estates, basically. So mm-hmm. Rune hasn't been back since his family's estate was destroyed or he has gone back a couple times to like rummage through stuff, but he doesn't live there and it's yeah. dangerous. Like there are all of these protected pathways, but uh, the magic kind of runs wild and doesn't follow any rules, which apparently is how Atlantis was. So the idea behind the Gollum is that they can use the Rune Gollum to sort of distract because they know that they have to get the Dementor to, or figure out who summoned the Dementor and kill them both basically. And they're going to need to go into the hinterland or whatever it's yeah. called in order for that to happen. And so having kind of like a distraction rune by using his golem mm-hmm. is kind of the best way to go about that. Yeah.
1: A golem is like a clone basically. Yeah. like just uh, And his bodyguard has to stay behind and pretend that he's protecting the actual, the clone itself, which makes, you know, which of makes him, him kinda mad because <laughs> how dare you? I cannot protect this clone. I need to protect the real thing. Yeah,
0: exactly. Thing. Like so... my whole life has been to protect him, blah, blah, blah. But
1: that little trope gets people alone in the cabin together, which is kind of nice. <gasps> yes, like... yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. So this is like <laughs> where I was like, oh God, maybe I will be sucked into this because, Adam and Rune set off to figure out where like, or to, what are they even? Sorry. This is like, they're okay. So so they're they're,
1: they're trying to find the place where the, the Dementor. I'm just going to have to call it Dementor. Sorry, Harry Potter. (laughs) Dementor was summoned basically because when you find where it's summoned,
0: you can kind of like
1: call it back and like destroy it basically. Yeah. 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 And so they're trying to find that in the wasteland.
0: Right. So Rune and and Adam set out and like, basically the Dementor has like shattered some of the magical protections on the paths. And so they Mm -hmm. end up in kind of like really scary area. And this is where the very graphic, like reliving of trauma happens. So we won't go Mm -hmm. into it. It's really gross and really upsetting and really violent. And then they end up fighting their way out and they find this like cool cabin, basically. Right. That's kind of in a stasis. It's a safe zone. There's a lot of magical protections on it. Adam opens the door by basically saying like, I am a scion of the Arcana. I mean, you no harm. And the door swings open, which is cool.
1: Yeah, I think it's the, was it the Hierophant's Cabin? It's the Hierophant's Cabin. They don't
0: know that, but they kind of like pick up ideas about it once they're in there. It's abandoned, or not abandoned, it's like in stasis. So there's like food, there's like anti-vermin charms on the food. There's only one bed, which is one of my favorite romance tropes. There's only one bed.
1: Only, Oops, one only
0: one bed and then oh, the two main people have to share a bed it's wonderful yeah. but it came right after him reliving this trauma and so it was like yeah. i don't want them to have like a no. sexy snuggle fest like he's no. just went through something so upsetting like i'm not ready to make the emotional leap how is he <laughs> like what's happening how is he here? yeah exactly yeah but it but i feel like if separated from the
1: context if it was like maybe a day or two between like if they were like doing a long travel between and they were able, he was able to kind of share and Adam wasn't having to pick up on his like external feels that were going on. I feel like it would be better. Yeah. But because it was like, com- like it was stuck together, like, Oh, here's my sexual trauma. I feel like my pants are down to my knees and they're actually not. Blah. Yeah. And then five minutes later, Oh, there's only one bed. Yeah. It was very Whiplash. like What? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah.
0: But I guess the only thing that needs to be mentioned about that reliving of the sexual trauma is that at one point, so the important part, because this comes up later, is that the pe- the men who were assaulting him all were wearing animal masks. And yes. so this comes up later. This is why the nine books, nine people thing is so weird to me. But when the hound, who was one of his attackers, he's like having this relived memory of the hound attacking him. And Adam sort of like Adam and him touch And this explosion Mm -hmm. of light happens. Like both of their magic is amplified because they're touching each other. And that's kind of what dissolves the trauma.
1: Is Mm -hmm. that, like, they
0: kind of do it together. Um, And that becomes important because Adam starts thinking that he and Rune may be Talas, which is, like, a soulmate-ish sort of thing. Yeah. But they say repeatedly that it doesn't mean that they have to love each other. They could really hate each other. They don't. Mm -hmm. They, like, very, very much seem to love each other. But it's, like, kind of like a soul connection almost. Yes yeah because they mentioned it like in
1: previous times i think it was the lovers chapter yeah that lady Tala's, lovers
0: says like lord lovers was my tala and when he died i lost my mind
1: and also like haters it basically it's like alliances technically like house alliances can like match and even if you hate each other it's kind of for your better that you kind of align yourself with your tala just yeah. because it's like a strength pair kind of thing, yeah. like, and not necessarily like a like an in love sort of thing and but Adam says, like, I think you're my Tala, and of course, our manic pixie dream boy, Rune, says, like, well, I have all these other options on the side here. I don't know if I want to just commit myself to you, basically. (laughs) Like... Like oh I'm gosh. basically that's kind of what like because like stuff with Brand keeps kind of like being implied his, yeah. his bodyguard Brand and also Max the stuff that there even though he says no there's still like openings yeah kind
0: of there I think that so it's, it's de- there are definitely awful. moments where you're like oh this is being set up for later and one of them is what yeah they, when they're at the Hierophant's house they like stumble across basically like the that Chinese clay army.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: like there is uh, somehow the hierophant has all of these clay soldiers. He, he has an
1: Asian fetish, basically. They, they was, say it, it he went has went an Asian fetish.
0: That's how they figure out whose house it is. They're like, oh, they he's said it's always like oh, he Asian people. Yeah, no, like, oh, he's always gosh. been able to summon anything, and he has that Asian fetish, and is like, why is that a thing about the hierophant? I don't understand why that was. Necessary. I I didn't understand. I was like, what? I uh, I didn't understand. Anyway, <laughs> so they go to sleep, and there's like some hanky panky where like. like blow jobs, hand jobs. Yeah. Basically go on. Yeah, and yeah. it's fine. Which is
1: fine. It's good. Like I appreciate that it's on the it's on the page. I just wish it was in a different context.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they like have this connection where like all of a sudden after some hanky panky, like Rune is able to sleep in a way that he hasn't been able to forever, which is kind of like a common romantic thing. Yeah. Yeah, like oh, suddenly yeah. I can sleep. So then they like recharge all of their sigils. Uh they get into another fight with a Dementor, and they think that they've kind of killed him, but it actually turns out Can that I just say just... how
1: much I love that we're calling a Dementor? We're not going <laughs> to call by his name.
0: He's a Dementor! Except for He's he smells dementor. like rot.
1: Because he feeds off of death, and that's what Dementors do! Exactly! Like,
0: just... <laughs>
1: they can, like, he can
0: reanimate corpses. Yeah! It's so yeah. creepy. Um, yeah. But anyway, so they finally get to... Uh, Like, where they're going, basically. And it's an area where the moral certainties have, like, a four-part compound together. That's the weird thing, is that some of the cards have individual houses, and some of them are, like, combined. Yeah. Okay, I will say this is, from this
1: point forward, I know nothing that's been going on. So this is my, like, genuine reaction. Because (laughs) I had stopped after they had sex, basically. And then we
0: record the podcast.
1: So... (laughs)
0: I have no idea
1: what's been That's I'm okay cuz
0: that's like you only have like 100 pages left. Yeah 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 yeah. I
1: knew um, I didn't have far cuz I knew the end of the mystery like
0: <laughs> Most yeah that's true so kieran who is also working with the, with the tower but he's not one of the scions
1: can we just have like a fan fiction of kieran and quinn
0: that would be so fun like solving crimes together like going through yes. people's dreams dreams so that's the thing is that they like they kind of have an idea of what to expect uh in the next section because quinn who's still in a coma came to Kieran who walks through people's dreams and said says like basically I need to talk to Rune. And so the two of them come into Rune's dream and kind of like explain, like here's sort of what to look out for almost. Yeah. Okay, so they're very, very close to their final destinations, like a hundred yards. And so they make the decision that to get through this like really dangerous magical area, they're gonna sort of discharge all of their sigils. (coughs) Oh my God. Okay, sorry. I need a second. Cough, she's still man. so heated
1: everybody no it's just she's heated and passionate about this book like in, in the way that I've never seen before like <laughs> Holly does not get angry at stuff people like she no. never like gets heated or angry I even mean, at I people do. who have done I do. her wrong I she do. does But she's quick to forgive or quick to very like explain things. Yeah, my brain
0: can remember the better parts. Like that's why I was worried when they only had one bed that my brain was going to hold on to the "we only have one bed" thing rather than all of the other all
1: the problematic stuff.
0: (laughs) Because my brain so this is like
1: fresh reaction, everybody. Yeah, very fresh. And
0: I also finished reading it like what seven hours ago last night. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So these idiots. decide that in order to get to the compound that they're headed to, they're going to discharge all of their sigils while they're running across this, like, sort of no man's land, scary, magical area. And that's okay. really dumb because they don't know what they're getting to, you know? Like, they know they're heading for this compound, but they don't know who's going to be there. Or well, what's and they said be before there. that the Dementor
1: knows, like, strategically like if they discharge all their sigils then at the end like if he just kind of waits yeah then he, he can just, just like attack, them, attack them. them
0: it's crazy Ugh, and there is a siege, like full blown, a siege like full-blown a siege where they're like waiting to fucking recharge stuff and i'm like why is this huh? part of it anyway so
1: because <laughs> i was wondering who mcdonald was i was like where all of a sudden the scottish guy come in like
0: <laughs> wait there's a scottish guy oh yeah, yeah the like yeah yeah, yeah yeah one of the groundskeepers <laughs> i was like <laughs> yeah. what you did read Who's Harder this? Than the Sex then. Give yourself a break. I did. Okay, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so when they get there... Oh, it's McAllister, not McDonald's. Oh, McAllister's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I knew it was, like, a very, like, characteristic Scottish name. <laughs> well, that's hilarious.
0: I love it. Um, okay. Once they get to the moral certainty compound, there's, like, people there.
1: And I feel like... was it Ella there... Like No, they find Ella at the compound.
0: She's hiding in the closet, remember? (gasps) (laughs) This is where you were skimming. She she just happens to be in the closet there. Yeah, the only thing that I want to mention for that part, like, they get to the compound and there's, like, a lot... Like, kind of everyone else is already there, which is kind of weird, but Quinn... No, not Quinn. Max, Matthias, sees that uh, Rune gave the sigil that love lady lovers gave to rune rune gives that sigil to adam because adam needs an additional sigil and matthias who's lady lover's grandson is like that was a gift from my grandma and it was meant for only you and you gave it to this other guy and like apparently matthias or matthias matthias or whatever had said to Adam, like we sort of have a thing going, so you being here is really like messing up our relationship, and so Rune has to like have a conversation with a seventeen-year-old about how they're not in love. He's like forty. He's like in his forties. Yeah, but anyway, so once they're there, he's, they're- okay. I will say he's written, he's he's in
1: his forties. He's also written like he's in his like twenties.
0: Yeah, he's like very youthful. Like the whole thing is that he's like. So handsome and youthful and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so while they're in this (laughs) setting, Brand and Adam and Rune all shower together, which I had high hopes for and didn't go anywhere. (laughs) It's very
1: disappointing. Sure, you would expect more, but there was not.
0: Yeah. I mean, they talked about, I mean, this is like the farthest that they went. They said- Adam and Rune are sort of like saying how Adam has these really strong feelings and Rune has these really strong feelings. And brand says basically like, well, you're not doing anything without me. Like if you're going to be in a pairing, then I'm part of it, which in multiple marriages is part of their culture. But I still yeah. want, like at least make out. You have to give me something. Do some booty touching something. Yeah. Especially because one of them is wearing a permanent sigil cock ring. Like, come on. There's so much room come on. for <laughs> people to goof around, but this and is not like, and he like and he
1: like like makes but He pokes fun at Rune all the time for his like
0: cock ring like yeah. in his and butt. Also, like there is a lot of happens. cute banter between these people, yeah. and this would be far enough away from the relived sexual assault that it would. I mean, I hate that that was even included, but yeah. since it was, this would be far enough away where it would make it seems like enough has happened where maybe they could have some.
1: It's and, like, change. relieve some stress before you die. I mean, that's a common thing that <laughs> that's happens. That's a common trope, before too.
0: Pa- before battle. Come on, you yeah, guys. exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, they um, start searching for this, like, magical center where the Dementor had been summoned. And they have all these other fights. blah di blah blah um, and I think
1: it's at the magician's circle, and I thought it was really cool. Like it's at the magician's circle that they know. that they subbed. I think that's where they. I... That because that's what Tower said. Like it was at the magician's. Oh ball, no, ball not yet. Because they
0: still have to find Michael. Or no, they still have to find oh. Jeff. No, who the fuck Who's... is the one that's dead there? <laughs> Michael, yeah, Michael. Michael. They find Michael, and then they find where the actual like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Ashton killed Michael, and then they have to find. Yeah, Michael. so okay, they're
0: okay. at the Moral Certainties compound now. Eventually, they'll go to the Magician's compound. That's where they have the big battle. But oh, the Moral okay, Certainty okay, okay. is where Moral Certainties compound is where they find Michael, who's you know Adam's sister's lover and Adam's business partner, dead in like basically a like cast circle. So for people who are not, uh, who don't follow Wicca or don't follow like a magical tradition where casting circles is a thing. uh, I don't, but I know what it is because I've read enough about it. But basically you cast a circle to like create sort of a safe zone for magical practices to happen. And so the implication of it is that like, He was doing bad magic and dies. So again, Michael had been set up to look as though he killed himself, when the reality was that Ashton, like so, the way that they find or like realize that um, him being dead was not related to him like accidentally killing himself. Was that there weren't like this? The whole cast circle was set up. All of these materials were in there, but there weren't any like preparation things. So there was like chalk. There was no, there was chalk on the ground, but there was no piece of chalk in the room. Okay. Uh, Um, okay. There was like a bowl with a price tag on it, but there wasn't a bag or a receipt. So it seemed really clear to them that somebody had set it up to look as though he had done it to himself. But there weren't any of the like, oh, if you were drawing a a chalk circle, you would need a piece of chalk. Oh, if you were lighting candles, you would also need a lighter or whatever. Yeah. And they also okay. think that it had to be somebody else because there was a charm cast on the door to prevent smells from escaping the door. So when they break Ooh. that charm and go in, he's like, it smells like rotting. Like Michael's been there Right, right, right. Own. Right, death. Yeah. And that's when they find Ella, and she's like curled up in the closet. And she, well, so actually, what happens before any of that is that Jeff, who's Michael's brother, come, which I just think is hilarious. The okay, but he's Michael's
1: Jeff. brother. He, but he's Michael's brother that was also formerly the lover of Rune. Like they were college. Yes, yes,
0: yes, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: which I was like, come on, it's Jeffrey like...
0: with the G. Jeffrey and Matt and Michael are brothers, and Jeff and Rune like had a thing when they were teenagers. And it was magical. But then Jeff left Rune to get married and have babies and stuff like that. And Ella and Michael were still dating. But Jeff comes rushing in before they even find Michael and is like, you have to save me. You have to save me, basically. Because Jeff has realized that everyone's being picked off one by one. Oh, okay. And so then they're like, well, we need to... So they're already in Ella's room when Jeff comes running in because they're searching for... They think that she's like... Primarily responsible. The one, okay. And so they're like searching through her room, and then Jeff comes in and he's like all frantic, like, you need to save me, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, that is so weird. Like, let's see what Michael's room is up to. And that's when they find the charm that's preventing smell from escaping. They break in and they find Michael's body. And then they find this perfume that smells like kind of like flowers and rotting. And they're like, they have this realization that the way that the other people who they're fighting against have been able to avoid being attacked by the reanimates is by having this perfume on. And then they start hearing somebody sort of whimpering, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. They open the door and Ella's in the closet. Uh, and okay. she had been shoved into the closet by Michael as Ashton was coming in to attack and kill Michael. So uh, Ashton okay. didn't know that Ella was there. But then Ashton kills Michael basically right in front of Ella Mm -hmm. and she kind of like realizes like, oh, he like, I thought we were just going to take my brother out of the picture so that we could like get more power, consolidate power. So me and Michael could be together, like all of these really selfish reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. But then she sees that Ashton actually just wants all the power for herself. And so she's like willing to tell all now, basically. And they're basically just like, oh, yeah, she's a dumb bitch who, like, can't be left to her own devices or she's just going to fall for a bunch of bullshit because she's a dumb, skanky bitch. And they, like, use these words to describe her. He doesn't say skanky. He doesn't say skanky. I should correct that. But he does imply that because it's, like... You know, she's this... You only slept with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. I'm just so mad it's at okay. this book.
1: <laughs> well, and when Rune first meets her, like in chapter three or four with Lady Justice, she's also very frail and very skinny. And she has like a glamour spell that makes her more voluptuous and, and like beautiful, appealing. A beautiful, and beautiful.
0: I'm using air quotes if you couldn't hear them.
1: <laughs> so that's also kind of implied that she, that there has to be like some sort of beauty that she has to attain to actually like have any sort of, Like say anything. Like like exactly. Like having sort of power. They talk
0: a lot about how she's so vapid and self-centered and only concerned about appearances and wealth. And it's like you can't have your only female character be so shallow and evil and not give Mm -hmm. her like that much interesting stuff to be coming from. Yeah.
1: Because like like part of me understands like where it's coming from because her relation her thinking like I want this relationship with Michael to be freeing. Like, I don't have to be under my mother's thumb anymore. I can do whatever I want. And that's like, I definitely get that. But then they turn her into like, just such like, Oh, well, like she only just wants power and she just wants to what, like whatever is seen from the outside. That's what she wants. It's like what you can not have both things.
0: Like it's just very, but at least make her more interesting and less weak. Yeah. She's just evil for the sake of being evil. Make her like a, like, what's the one from Emperor's New Groove? Yzma. Oh, like Isma. Oh, Isma, yeah. Isma, who's yeah. just like kind of an evil person just because she's yeah. kind of evil. That's way more fun. Yes, yes. Just make her fucking evil. Like, so- just. Do just it. make her evil. Yeah, like, just don't make her like both weak and evil. And Just evil. make her evil. It's fine. I'm fine with a badass evil bitch.
1: Yeah, because there's still some misogyny involved when the evil has to come through a different male. Like that's yeah. to me like, so her power is still through a male person that has more power than her. Like that's still to me it's just some misogyny involved. Like
0: just make her evil for being evil and like yeah. wanting her
1: brother's throne. Like just do that. Yeah, and that's, don't be that's interesting for it. and
0: fun. Yeah. Anyway, so while they're searching Michael's room, they find an SD disc. And this made me laugh really hard because of Nathan's job Um, in the SD disc. They find screenshots of GIS like overlays. So GIS is geographical information systems. My husband works for a software company that like makes that like that's where he works. You could cut this, but it made me really hard because the project that his boss is in charge of is the internal GIS where they can do GIS inside of buildings. So basically GIS is like the foundation of like maps. Like digital maps, the foundation is geographic information systems, like products, basically, like having everything mapped and everything created. And Nathan's boss is working on the one that does the inside of buildings because like, the satellites are getting more and more accurate. So for a really long time, you couldn't do anything in a building because a satellite couldn't, like, sense your position within a building because they couldn't do, Mm -hmm. like, you know, what floor you're on or whatever. So internet GIS is a really complex thing that apparently this alternate world has already figured out. (laughs) But they can't figure out porn that's on your
1: phone, people. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: So anyway, so they find all these GIS overlays and, like... And so I think it's just really funny because the GIS overlays are of the inside of buildings, which is not something that those products can currently do that effectively. You can do schematics, but they're Uh specifically saying GIS overlays. And the reason that they use that is I think because they want to say to Rune like, Oh no, I don't want to confuse you with the technology manic pixie dream girl. Like just let the big, strong, smart ones be in charge of this. But I'm like, I'm uh, an idiot and I know what GIS yeah. is. I mean, yes, my yeah. husband is a geographer. He uses GIS literally every day. He works on a product within GIS, but mm-hmm. still, it's not that hard to explain. Geographic information system. It's what it yeah. sounds like. It's geography yeah. and it's the technical side of it, how maps are created. The like actual software side is GIS. <laughs> yeah, But anyway, that makes you sense. actually yeah. don't generally don't have the ability to do GIS inside of buildings. They're still working on that ability. But anyway, that's besides the point. The way the important part about this is apparently to show that Rune is kind of a hot dummy to <laughs> steal the words of Patrick from True Crime Obsessed. Yes, yeah,
1: this whole book is Rune is a Hot Dummy. That's what yeah. the book subtitle should be. Rune is a Hot Dummy. Yeah,
0: Rune <laughs> is a Hot Dummy. And also that the main summoning happened at the Magician's yes compound so they have to go yes. to the magician's compound and blah 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 sorry i'm uh, it's this okay. has been so much ranting this that is... i'm like way way not caught up with my notes because I just it's okay we've been like
1: speeding through the storyline because basically it's a very simple storyline but just a lot of blah 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 yeah there's
0: story. a lot of fighting so they get to the magician's place they set up a giant protective spell that has some of the, like, groundskeepers outside of it as sacrifices accidentally. I think just to, like, increase the moral confusion of the characters who are in the protected wait, space. Wait, wait.
1: So they, so they sacrificed the groundskeeper? Well, like not on purpose, him? but,
0: like, he wasn't in the scope of the protective spell. <laughs> What did you do? (laughs) McAllister. No, I don't even know if it's him. He might have been okay. It's just like a random shameless. Like at one point, the mother of this groundskeeper who was outside of the protective spell is is like, but what about my son? They're like, sorry, it it had to happen sort of thing. So anyway, they set up this protective spell. And this is kind of like where a lot of his uh, arcana aspect starts coming out like he goes into this battle and he becomes the sun. He kills a ton of undeads um, while he's doing this because he like actually ignites like his shirt burns off, which again comes to a moment which... later where brand is like, so at what point during all of this did you decide to tear your shirt off? And he's like, no, <laughs> it just burned off. And brand's uh, like, burned sure. Off. yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> medic which pixie dream boy. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It is, it is funny. Like,
0: there's, There's like some, some funny, funny moments, yeah, yeah. There is. So while, so after he becomes the sun, he sort of like realizes his full power. Tower shows up, and Tower has like all of these abilities. It's kind of like, why was Tower not more involved with this if he's so good at resolving things?
1: There's so many like. Deuce ex machina moments. Like, yeah. I think it's like, the, like a the mechanisms call. Like there's so many, like between, like, I always deus out.
0: ex machina, but yeah, it's like, oh, now all of a sudden someone yeah. swoops in and can solve it. Yeah. Unhuman resolution. It's like very, yeah, it's common, but it's also lazy. Yeah. Like there's a yes, reason it's, it's kind it's, of
1: a It's cool. like happened like three or four times in this book. And yeah. I'm just like, wait, and it wait, always wait. is the tower. Um, the tower shows up yeah. and
0: is like resolving stuff. It's like, why is he not doing this then? Yeah. If he's yeah. so good at it, why is he not doing it? But I guess yeah. the idea in this case, actually, maybe this is the point, is that because the tower cares so much about Rune... He's trying to get Rune to a point where he recognizes his own power. And yeah. so it's almost like one of those situations where somebody puts you out into the world totally unprepared so that you have to learn, but also mm-hmm. then maybe don't have so many people's lives on the line in that situation, yeah. like come up with a yeah. different way to do that.
1: Yeah. Can we do this without killing everybody? That'd be yeah. a good point.
0: Like, Exactly. So, oh yeah. So anyway, that fucking happens. They kill him. And they kill the the
1: Dementor, right? They kill the the Dementor.
0: And then Ashton, where, where does Ashton come into play? Hold on one second. Does he, what
1: can can you please tell me that Ashton does like a whole monologue like of himself? Oh,
0: he fucking. Oh, so I didn't highlight anything for like several pages. Okay. So brand, this is where the brand thought about it. At what fucking point did it seem like a good idea to tear your shirt off? Were you actually standing on a mound of bodies when you did it? (laughs) <laughs> and he says it burned off, and Brand says I'm canceling Cinemax. And Ruth says I was on fire. It burned, and Brand says I can already hear you using this excuse for the next hundred years. <laughs> like there are some really like good lines in this book. Yeah, totally. There are some very funny parts. So anyway, they um okay. The towers there. The tower says like stay on guard. They go back inside, and then Ashton is there. Like he hadn't even attempted concealment; he's just standing there in like a brightly colored silk shirt, apparently. Which is like okay. Question: So
1: is Ashton this big bad magician that they've been making out to be, or does he just kind of like randomly have these powers to do stuff? He's
0: so Ashton is one of the strength people, and the strength family has like a couple of specific things about them. And one of the things which you would hate is that there's like metallic snake scales that are on their I thought I
1: remember kind of like glancing over that and I was just like, like what, what the fuck? Like it's like on oh, like instead of a beard, it's kind of like snakes metallic scales yeah. on his face.
0: So he's not like specifically powerful on his own. He's strong, but he's not like okay. a super magician. Was
1: this the family that trained like in the Ukraine where they had kind of like foreboding
0: no. of training? Okay. No, Adam, Ella, Quinn, and Christian are all... Okay, so they were the ones who trained in the, like, Ukraine area. No, Siberia. Siberia, okay. Okay. Former Soviet Republic. And Ashton's family was not, like, the hard trainers then. Oh, shoot. You might be right. They did something weird, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, they would send them, basically, when they were children, they would, like, send right, them to into these really violent nuclear situations. areas. Yeah, yeah, they would
1: send them to, like, nuclear areas because that was like a place where magic, you couldn't, like, tell what was going on, basically, because yeah, all the Yeah, so they were able to kind of, like, do darker
0: them. stuff right off the bat. Okay. I guess he is really powerful because he can do weather magic. Like, he, okay. that's part of the thing, is that in the main fight, he does weather magic to create cloud cover, and then everyone gets really worried that Rune did weather magic back because he clears the clouds at one point but that's part of him being the sun is that he can overpower the, the clouds without it technically being weather magic
1: because he Cause is guess, the sun yeah because yeah.
0: weather magic is like something that is that no one's ever supposed to do because there are all of these unintended consequences like the cloud cover that Ashton creates eventually results in a hurricane, like sweeping the whole East Coast. So they don't do weather magic. And so everyone gets worried that Rune did it. But it turns out that he was just manifesting his son aspect. Okay. Anyway, in this whole conversation, Ella is kind of like going after Ashton. Everyone's going after Ashton. And he goes through all of his magic as people are sort of like side attacking him And then they have a long conversation about how Ashton, who is the child of strength again, says like my mom would be impressed with what we've done because we're trying to consolidate power. She would have respected how strong I was, how cunning I was. She didn't even try to stop me, blah, 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 blah. Why didn't he
1: just like stay in hiding? Why did he show up? I
0: have no idea. Well, I think that he wanted to torture Rune because um, but how does he
1: feel oh, like he can go against pa- like tower? And
0: I know well, because and... he, he needs to knock out the hermit also because the hermit didn't have any scions involved with this business, but they okay. need, so they were going to knock out all of the scions to kind of destroy the families that were involved with the business. And then the hermit, they have to go after individually. And okay. so I don't know. It's like, but he says like, this is not all about the hermit it seems like Ashton is part of like a bigger conspiracy. And it comes out that Ashton was one of the masked men who assaulted Rune when he was a 15 Mm -hmm. year old. And he like says it really, really grossly and like, like bragging in a way. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was there, I was the one in the cat mask. And then it again describes what the man in the cat mask did to Rune in ways that don't seem totally necessary. Mm -hmm. And it's, Brutal. And in this conversation, this is the weirdest part. And this is probably what made me the most like, okay, well, I don't think I can read any further books is that it seems like in the assaults, something happened that Rune would be horrified for people to find out about. Everyone knows that he was raped because it comes up in the first chapter where people were like, Oh, and you know what they did to him while he was alone in the stables, blah, 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 blah. But at some point, they say, okay, so they went to, like, the human world to just get black clothes and masks, blah, 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 blah. He said um, Ashton's trying to get Rune to kill him because he's like, you know, I fucked this up so badly. Oh, my God. Ashton, ugh, it's even worse than Rune remembering it. Ashton explicitly says out loud all of the horrible things he did to Rune. Oh, and it's, no. so
1: because, because Rune doesn't, like, he's kind of, like, put all of those memories, like, away like he doesn't remember everything at all like he's
0: He you know he does he remembers it but he doesn't like recognize it
1: i guess like
0: yeah i don't know because what if
1: like it's like one of those things kind of like where it's what is it called
0: like a, not a recessed memory i it? mean maybe maybe you're right maybe it is repressed because then like, Ashton's you... like begging to be killed and he's like, yeah. what are you even talking about? Like, what are the tools? So he says, "Um, Ashton says, I was just as much of a tool as you were. We were all just tools. You have no idea what's at stake. You have no idea who your real enemy is. Kill me. And he's like, tools, what are you talking about? I was 15 years old. I was only 15. So there's something that happened that he's not like remembering at yeah, all. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that is the thing. Maybe the thing that he thinks that he'd be horrified for people to know about is something that he doesn't even know.
1: Yeah. Because to me, that's how, when he was with the Dementor, the Dementor was kind of using his memory against him that like, it was something he remembered, but it was so raw and so fresh.
0: Yeah. He, he had like, he was remembering for the first time. Yeah, exactly. That's true.
1: Yeah. So Maybe to me, right. like, like, to me, like, this Ashton remembering seems like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, I don't remember you, like, this
0: cat specifically doing anything to me, what are you talking no, about? No, I think he remembered the cat, because otherwise, why would that trigger? It doesn't matter. I mean, the point of it yeah. is, the cat, like, Ashton was involved with his really, really awful, awful sexual assault. And now he's begging to be killed. And he's saying, if you don't kill me, I'll tell everyone what really happened that night. And so he then, he's like, Rune doesn't want to kill him because he wants to figure to out what really what happened. happened that yeah. night. And then Ashton starts yelling, you know, like, on that night, blah, blah, blah. And so Rune kills him. And it's okay. like, so what the fuck happened? Yeah. And that's the hard thing is that they're, tr- I think that they're trying to say that there was something that was going on in that room that maybe Rune doesn't even know about. But he was yeah. like part of some bigger master plan, but he mm-hmm. doesn't want to know what it was to the point where he killed Ashton rather than getting the answers because he didn't want other people to know also, wow. but there's no resolution to it at all. That's basically where yeah. the book ends. Then you have the longest epilogue of all time. But that's it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. what the hell? So they're like, Oh, you killed him. Blah, 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 blah. He was going to use forbidden. Adam kind of covers for Rune and says, Oh, he was going to use, Forbidden magic, so we had to kill him, um, etc. Then, epilogue, so he
1: kills the person that has the answers because he doesn't want to know the answers. Quite because yet. he
0: doesn't want other people to know the answers. I think, or he doesn't know. I mean, it's unclear. Yeah, it's, it's either unclear. that he kills him because he doesn't want to know, or he kills him because he already he knows doesn't, and doesn't want anyone else to know. But they never; it's never expressed to the reader at all okay what kind of the yeah, motivation we don't know what the secret is at all okay which is weird because we've had to sit through all these awful awful depictions of sexual assault and yeah and every single way shape and form and then they don't even say like here's what actually happened and here's yeah. what all of this means it's just like it's oh not now it's just, done
1: yeah and it's not just with rune it's also implied with max the character, oh yeah because too. the
0: 17 year old or the the lovers yeah like being protected by protected by his uncle, but his uncle like kept him on a leash,
1: like in a very predatory way. And like Rune in a mirror sees the reaction that Max has when his uncle is mentioned. And so it's like yeah. very much like
0: foreboding of that. He was also sexually assaulted it's just like I at just one hate point when sexual assault is used in this way. Because yes. it's like a real thing that people experience. And when you throw yes. it in, like it's fucking pepper, you know, and it's just yeah. everywhere. It minimizes the true experience that people have gone through stuff like this feel. And it yes. drives me fucking crazy for it to be such a huge through line in a book that otherwise could have been really cool.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like if this trope, Technically,
0: that's the way they're using it kind of as.
1: Yeah. If this was taken out of the book, it would be a much better book.
0: Yeah. Like, overall. There are other reasons that you would want to kill the people who killed your parents besides the yeah. fact that were also raped for four hours. Like, yeah. There are so many other, like, storylines to get them to this point of needing justice and needing mm-hmm. to see things resolved without having to, first of all, have the characters experience it. But second of all, explain it to the reader in so much detail. Like... You can go after nine different people that didn't rape you. Yeah. Like, there like... are so many books where it's like, oh, you killed my father. Prepare to die. Like, that. come on. That's yeah. a common thing. It yeah. doesn't have to be that you were also tortured and then that the reader has to watch you being tortured over and over and over. Over and over. And over. Like, at least two different times in the book. Like explicitly. Esther. Yeah. I seriously. I know. I don't know. I mean, we might not be able to publish this episode. <laughs> I've never been so ranty in my life.
1: <laughs> but I, I feel like as a person who has been sexually assaulted on more than one occasion, there is a place for this happening to people in books. Yeah. Like I like in a way I appreciate it when it when a character goes through the same experience I did. Yeah. Like but part I can identify with it.
0: I think the healing it's, is beautiful. To yes.
1: See. And it's also handled appropriately. Like, it's not handled haphazardly. The On the page, it's not depicted in flippant ways. Yeah. It's not depicted in a way that is triggering to other victims.
0: This was, like, so beyond... I've not experienced a fraction of what Rune went yeah. through, and I've never been more triggered by anything.
1: Because basically what the author has focused on is the event itself.
0: Yeah. And
1: not the actual thing that happens afterwards.
0: That's really interesting. That's such a good point cuz the violence is focused on so much more than the emotional trauma of it. Right. And not like
1: the event that ha- the what the happens afterwards but also not what the healing looks like afterwards, like even if it's like staggered healing yeah. or like non-healing, like it's basically like I understand like the the psychological concept that trauma stops time.
0: Yeah. But
1: at the same time the trauma is so condensed into a moment and it doesn't happen beyond that moment
0: well and they also at at one point they talk about how when so after the sun compound was like taken down and rune has been through all this stuff he moves in with tower and tower has a son who like is really sexually violent towards women. Yeah. As he's saying yeah. like the tower's full blown saying like oh yeah I knew it was happening but I knew that it would like you know help you grow to have to experience this.
1: Yeah because like he says like the tower apologizes for it but the tower actually doesn't apologize for it. That's And non-apology is not an apology. Yeah. I'm and sorry. so he was
0: letting this poor abused 15 year old boy who just went through this incredibly violent and traumatic experience uh-huh. and lost his parents on top of that he's Mm -hmm. letting his adult son grope him and be say inappropriate things to him and terrify Mm -hmm. him in his home because maybe this is the point of the tower he's willing to let somebody be completely destroyed to teach them a lesson and maybe that's a character choice but based on everything else in the book that the author's written I don't think it was intentional I think that he just wanted to like I think we're probably reading more into the tower into it yeah understanding of the tower but like basically the tower wanted to allow his son to torture this boy further
1: for a lesson yeah it's like, it's like for a lesson i'm like excuse me a lesson can be taught different ways than actually having like someone grope your like a 15 year old that just went through a sexual assault yeah he's like excuse me but like, yeah. he's
0: healing like he's physically having to go through a long extensive healing process yeah and the tower who's his guardian now <laughs> is just letting his son like damage him further and that's like also I guess the problem that also comes with like
1: romance novels in general, but also when you're writing about something you've not experienced or you actually know about, there's a lack of understanding of the the motivation, the foundation behind it. Well, that's like the, I special... feel like
0: we need to, I feel I, and I know I started off with this too. It's easy to compare this to romance because there are some romantic components and yeah. there is like sort of sex scenes and there's like sort of love throughout it. But this would never happen in a romance. No. And I, even in old school romances where there's a lot more rape and sexual assault, mm-hmm. there still would never be such this graphic. Yeah. Yeah. Such gra- And it doesn't make it cooler or more edgy no. to talk about somebody being fucking raped. How is that? It's, sh- oh God, Esther, I'm so sorry. I just threw something.
1: No, I was it's so way. upset
0: by this book and I love the universe so much. Yeah. But anyway, so the anecdote is, like, very, very... They, like, are having a barbecue and a bunch of people come in, basically, to, like, resolve things. The best part about it is that Lord the uh, Lord Hierophant sent him a water bill for his emergency stay in that oh, cabin.
1: okay, okay. Thank which you.
0: made me laugh super hard.
1: <laughs> I was the like, because the Hierophant would. The, the Hierophant is, like, so wood.
0: concerned with rules that he's like, <laughs> uh, sir... I know you came into my home, but here's my water. And
1: bottle. you took a long shower and there was a blowjob involved, so I need you to pay me for that water. Bottle. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so there's that, how the Hierophant sends a bill. Matt. he has a conversation with Max about how Max is in love with him and they can't be together. Max has been betrothed to the Hang Man hanged man, who seems like it's gonna be an evil character maybe in the next book. I think the next book might even be called like The Hanged Man or something. Um, but Max, who's Mateus's other name is like really not into it. Um, and so Rue says like, I won't let that happen to you. He gets paid by the tower. What else happens? Well, that's good. Cause they never get paid ever. So
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can't apparently afford a washer repair. So the tower, tower. The
0: yeah. Uh, Quinn is, I think going to take a bigger role in future books too. He comes good. to like have a conversation with him and Quinn is, or and Rune is like, you can't, you have to learn how to control how you're a seer because it's going to kill you. So Quinn
1: you. did wake up from the coma then.
0: Yeah. Quinn wakes up from the coma. Yes. Quinn okay, wakes up from okay. the coma and ends up in the battle at the magicians, actually. Okay. Okay. Like okay. he's oh, there for Well, it.
1: that's very convenient. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, so blah, blah, blah. Oh, so when Quinn comes to talk to him and they have the conversation about how Quinn needs to um, control his power better, it's in an apartment that Brand doesn't know about that Rue ha- that Rune has. That's like downtown. Okay. And in this apartment, Rue like waves his hand over the wall and like sort of like a conspiracy red string and like, you know, uh, oh, red yeah, string yeah. and thumbtack board of like board? everything is behind this wall. Was
1: this in like the leprechaun area that R- that Brand was not supposed to know about? No. Was it? Okay. okay.
0: It's just like an apartment he has.
1: Okay. Because it was like weird for like in the leprechaun
0: area where they're like I don't remember that part at all. Because there was like lots of
1: promoting, like, oh, Brand doesn't know I've been in the leprechaun area. And well, I'm maybe like, maybe that why? is where his
0: apartment is. I mean, it doesn't matter. There aren't any like ones. Okay. But basically, like <laughs> he tacks a picture of Ashton onto one of the black squares on this like conspiracy board of and nine. He draws an X people, over okay. his face of nine faces. Okay. So basically that's like setting it up to be like every book is gonna involve or is going to involve like this plot the nine plot yeah
1: do we have to read all these
0: damn books to get? i'm not going to because it was way too upsetting obviously i just spent the last two hours screaming about it (laughs) (laughs) but it turns out so then jeffrey comes by his house before the barbecue and he gives him a copy of the book it becomes more clear that jeffrey was more involved with the whole plot to kidnap adam and kill everybody than initially thought because uh jeffrey was the one who was poisoning Adam's older brother, who was also in a hospital in the Christian, hospital, yeah. book, Christian. Um, and then the hermit comes to talk to him and the hermit can see sort of like the bigger picture of what's going on and says like, you're being too small minded rune. You need to look at the big picture. Very sort of vaguely. Then Adam says like, I love you for inviting my brother to this party. He never gets invited anywhere and then says you won't convince me that you're not my tala like tomorrow i'll start our real courtship and then the book ends Yay! and that's it (laughs) i really was like this is gonna be a short one because i hated it so much (laughs) no it was an hour and 56 minutes holly Yeah, and so then the next one that's already out is the last member of a murdered house tries to protect his ward from forced marriage to a monster while uncovering clues to his own tortured past. No. So the the hanged man is a monster. Yeah.
1: Like, I want to read it because the world is so fucking good.
0: I don't know. I mean, I I love this world, but I hate this book. Yes. I love the the use of... Like Like the sigils
1: and the archetypes are so good. Like I was like super, like the beginning, like the first couple chapters, I was all in like, woohoo. And then I just like, what happened?
0: I mean, I even was sort of struggling in the first chapter because I was like, all of these drugged up humans is kind of weird, like sort of rapey. And then it just gets so much worse from there. I, I guess for me because my like
1: fantasy genre is like Game of Thrones that sort of thing like drug like, of humans like using that. for traffic yeah you like that is kind of like the norm in a way like <laughs> not the norm but like it's like expected well that's what in I was saying at the
0: beginning like there are so many books and things that include that that are not as awful as this anyway Esther how are we supposed to end this fucking episode
1: just saying fucking patriarchy
0: and. If and also misogyny you. and rape culture can be part of any community. Yeah, uh, It doesn't, I mean, I wish that this had just been like a really solid LGBT fantasy series. That's just like awesome and has sex and is cool with, and had tarot and had all these archetypes yes. and had all of those yes. components, but without the misogyny and the rape culture, just like unapologetic yes. rape culture throughout all of it, that would have been fucking great. So yes, find something that you can read that makes you feel all of the excitement of this universe and some of the relationships in it without all of the grossness of having it feel like minimizing the experience of sexual assault survivors and having no fucking good womenly women characters at all. Like not a single good girl character. Not even a side
1: character. Not even a side chick. Okay. Okay. So palette cleansers, send us your favorite books that have no sexual assaults preferably that are handled improperly
0: yeah, and
1: that have good positive female representation in it because obviously we need that as a palate cleanser for the rest of the week because we are traumatized.
0: If it isn't, I just don't want it to be so obviously, I don't know, obviously terrible to girl. I don't even, know. <laughs> I totally understand dear listener. If you could not get yeah. through this episode. Yeah. <laughs> This is the real totally. fiction. We haven't done fiction in so long. And this is why, because you can sometimes just get a real stinker. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because like, we, like our expectations, like Katie Roberts, who handles tarot beautifully
0: yeah, and like Roberts
1: empowering. Great. And we're like, just so on it and we're booking with it. We're just enjoying it. And then we get something like this where it throws us a left curve ball. And we're just like, yeah, where did this go wrong? And we're just <sighs> responding to what's happened on the page. And hopefully we have saved you from reading this book in a way that's been traumatizing to you
0: yeah and please don't tag katie edwards in this <laughs> in katie anything. roberts you mean no K-D okay oh, K-D you can tag katie uh. robert in this as much as you want <laughs> katie robert we fucking love you yes. and we want you to read write more tarot <laughs> books i know you have this whole disney villain thing going on but write more tarot books because you're great at it and we love you you're the best ever at creating these worlds that aren't Uh, problematic problematic kd k is the k the initials are kd kd edwards maybe just don't tag him in anything because yeah i can't imagine that he'd like listening to this (sighs) yeah yeah Anyway, that's our episode. We're Wildly Tarot Podcast on everything. Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. Uh, You can go to wildlytarot.com to get to our shop or you can buy our deck and find other ways to contact us, ask us questions. We'll be back to regularly scheduled programming next week. Thank goddess. Thank goddess. (laughs) And if you want to fill the void that is really awesome world building with tarot elements, fucking do it we support you yeah. send us yes. we'll be your beta readers we'll read yes. the crap out of your stuff and we'll oh,
1: love fucking you forever course. yes we will <laughs> because as this book shows it's necessary in our world going forward. Yeah
0: exactly yeah all right we love yeah. you
1: we love you so much thank you for sticking with us through the two hours of this episode
0: i think it'll probably be cut down to like an hour and 10 minutes once you get all the swearing out i
1: don't know maybe i'm, I'm thinking am thinking be like an hour 40 is that what, that's what the goal is
0: oh god feel free to be vicious with your editing i'll try it's green thanksgiving i love you all i love you i love you have a great day <laughs>